This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. I want to today focus on just four particular individuals whom we've had right here on Young Minds in Business. And they've come with questions today for Sandy Songube, who is an author um, for his 10-minute guide to um, starting um, a business Lessons Entrepreneurs Learn the Hard Way. And today he will be answering some of the questions that these young entrepreneurs have for him. We have Tando Makubo, Nicole Nube, Chef Tepo, and Hunzi um, as well. So firstly, let's welcome Sandiso on the line here on the main switch. Good morning, Sandiso. Thank you so much for your time today, taking the time um, to participate in this and to actually give some words of wisdom to these young minds in business that we have today on the show. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure as usual. All right. So I think we should just get straight into it. The first voice note that we have is from Tando Makubo, owner of At Soweto Creamery. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Morning, Sanbonani. My name is Utando Boat Makubo, and I am the founder of Isoweto Krimari. One question that I have to ask, and I have been asking myself for a long time, is that how do you select your first batch of employees? How do you select your first batch of employees? What can you say to that, Sandis? Okay. Okay, so this is a very good question, and this is a question most entrepreneurs have very often. So there's four things you need to do. Number one, you need to write down exactly what you need to get done in the business. Okay, that's important because it influences who and how you hire. The second thing you need to do is you need to clearly define what your values are, why you exist, and the problem that you're trying to solve for your customers. The third thing you need to do is you need to figure out or at least define in writing the character of the person you want to hire. Do you want to hire someone who's a hard worker? Someone who's, or do you want to hire someone who likes to take instructions? Do you want to hire someone who's a self-starter? Or do you want to hire someone you want to keep motivated? The fourth thing you need to do is make sure you hire people who believe in solving the problem that you're trying to solve people who believe in your business. These four things are important because running a small business is exactly like being in a street fight, okay? You need people who are going to fight on your side and you need people who understand that they're going to be required to do whatever it takes, whenever it's required to make sure that the customer is happy. And when you define those four things clearly, you can go out into the market and begin hiring slowly. That's another important thing. You need to hire slowly because it's very tough to find people to buy into your vision and people who are going to do what you ask when you need it done so that you can deliver on your customer promises. That is in a nutshell how you hire good people as your first batch of employees. All right. Um, we've got a second young mind in business. It's Honsi, all the way from Val, owner of All Day Jam. And here's his question to you, Sandiso. Uh, good day, my brother. Thank you for giving me this opportunity again. And the, the, the main problems that I've been facing, like in my business, it's like uh, growing my manufacturing unit. That's one of the problems that I'm facing because my manufacturing unit is a small place whereby I can't meet the 
the regulations to get a certificate of acceptability in order for me to start supplying retailers. So in order for me to be uh, certified with the certificate of acceptability, my manufacturing unit has to meet the, those standards. So uh, basically, my manufacturing unit is the smallest space that I'm using as well that, that, that needs to go, as well as the manufacturing equipment that I need. Those are the only problems that I'm currently facing. And I've been attending trainings from CEDA regarding like the food safety management and the quality management system, as well as to be uh, HACCP certified. So I've been uh, attending those trainings in order for me to be able to know uh, uh, what do I need in order for me to start supplying big retailers. Sandiso, what do you have to say to that? Okay, so first of all, just a quick one, right? In terms of from Tando Makuba's question, the 20, chapter 22 of the 10-minute guide deals exactly with how to hire. So if Tando is interested, he can get the book and get a step-by-step guide around how to hire his first batch of employees. But Hansi's question, so Hansi has four things that he wants to do, right? So he wants to get into big retailings, which means four things. Number one, he needs a bigger space for manufacturing. Number two, he needs machinery. Number three, he needs to get certification for the food production he does in order for him to allow to be allowed to get shelf space. Number four, he needs working capital, i.e. he needs money to produce the product so he can deliver to retailers. Okay. So this is how Hansi can solve this problem. Number one, chapter five of the 10-minute guide, know your customer and their problem. Because when you know who your customer is, i.e. who you are selling to, so if you're selling to the big retailers, you've got to understand what their needs are. That then will help you figure out how much, what you're going to need to set up your business and how much it's going to cost you. Chapters 8 to 10 of the 10-minute guide to starting a business. You need to figure out, number one, the cost of setup. Number two, you need to figure out how much it's going to cost you to keep running your business day to day. And number three, you need to figure out what your pricing is. But it's difficult to do those things when you don't understand who your customer is and what problem you solve for them. Because his customer is a big retailer or one of the big retailers, one of the things that they require is adequate manufacturing capability and certifications. All those are things he has to factor into the cost of running his business and the cost of setup. So now he's going to go back and redo those calculations. Now, pricing is also important here because pricing makes sure that you are able to generate a profit and you can then invest that profit in finding a bigger space. You can invest that profit in machinery. You can invest that profit in certification. And you can invest that profit in working capital. The most important thing here is to understand that you've got to focus on getting off the ground first before you try and go for big business. There is no way you can meet the demands of pick and pay if your business is not profitable way it is and you aren't able to serve the retail customer, sort of your ordinary folk on the street. So the most important thing is he's got to know what his costs are, figure out how much it's going to cost him, focus on generating a profit and building his cash reserves so he can invest that 
into getting machinery, getting a bigger space and paying for certification because that does take a lot of money and it does take a while. So they are not shortcuts, unfortunately. So even if he did go and try and get funding, it would still take him the same amount of time to get access to that funding as it would if he just tried to solve the problem on his own. Sounds like he's going to need a lot of money, Sandy, so Uchunzi. Yes, yes. And exactly how much money will have to depend on what product he's selling and how much of it he needs to supply. So guys like Pick and Pay will say to you, look, we need you to at least produce a thousand cans of jam a week. He's going to have the capacity to do that and the machinery to do that. So that's why it's important to understand what problem you're solving because then you can research what items are needed to solve that problem find how much they cost and begin saving toward or getting money toward buying those items so even when you skip the steps you always find that you always need to go back to go forward Sure. All right. Let's move on to Chef Tepo. He owns an eatery right here um, in Bram called Nature's Kitchen in Bramfontein. I have one question for you, Mr. Ngobo. Uh, it's regarding the team members or the staff or the employee. You know, as a, as a, as a businessman, you when you hire people, you, you have one vision and one mission of the company. And you make sure everyone that gets to the company understand that. How do you how do you keep them on that level? Because there are days where things are not going the way the company is preferring things to be. But how do you keep them motivated? How do you make sure that they stay on their best, even though situation is not really nice on their side, especially with the COVID side, the levels going up and down. How do you keep your staff motivated to make sure that they they keep this vision for a long time? Sandy, so you can go. Yeah, perfect. That's a brilliant question. The most important thing there to do is focus. Make sure that you and your staff are focused on customer satisfaction. Customer satisfaction means you need to understand what problem you solve for the customer. You need to have a good product, i.e. good food for your customer. And you need to support that with excellent service. Okay. If you focus on customer satisfaction, you have happy customers. When customers are happy, they refer other people to you. When they refer other people to you, you make more money and you have an opportunity to make these new customers happy. When these new customers are happy, you make more money, some more, and you get more customers and the cycle continues. The most important thing here is to always make sure you're focused on customer satisfaction because that will always make sure that you've got enough customers to keep you busy to keep you going and your employees aren't focused on anything else outside of the business. Chapters five of the 10 minute guide, which is know your customer and their problem and chapter 14 of getting off the ground, deal with exactly these issues. Know your customer and their problem, provide a good product, provide excellent customer service and be obsessed with satisfying the customers. All right, Sandy. So for the sake of time, I'm just going to play Nicole um, quickly and you can also um, give Nicole advice. She's a designer um, for a luxury street wear line called Ascend. Hi, Cindy. So my name is Nicole Nube. I am the owner of a luxury streetwear brand named Ascend Label. Um, a problem I'm facing right now is 
I am a 22 year old tiny young lady, right? <laughs> and I sometimes feel like uh, people take advantage of that, you know, be it customers or people that uh, sometimes have to work with some stresses and all of that. And I wanted to find out how to tackle that, not being taken advantage of, not being scammed out of money, maybe. If scammed if that is the right word. Because sometimes I feel like they look at me and think, oh, this is a kid, we can, we can just rob off the money, charge her more, or nah, this, this is a kid, it's a girl kid in, in an industry filled with male people, you know? Um, how do I go about that? How do I make sure that, I don't know, I stay on my ground, I'm seen more recognized and taken seriously in, 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 in a male-dominated uh, industry? Oh, okay, that's a difficult one. Okay, so this one is pretty straightforward. So number one, the first thing you've got to do is don't accept anything you don't want, okay? So mentally, don't accept anything you don't want because if you accept it, you allow it, okay? So that brings us to the second thing, the idea of victimhood. It's poisonous, okay? <clears throat> People will take advantage of you no matter your gender, no matter your stature, no matter your age. It does not matter, okay? I know a guy who's a con artist who used to rob cops, okay, of their life savings, okay? So understand something. Get that victimhood mentality out of your mind. Regardless of whether you're male, female, black, or white, people will take advantage. If you want to stop that, do your research. Know your story. Know exactly what you want. Know how you want it. Know exactly how you want it to look and demand nothing less, if you don't know your story, people will take advantage of you. But if you know your story and you communicate exactly what you want and how you want it, you'll find that chances will stay clear of you because you'll catch them out. That, in a nutshell, is what Nicole can do. And she'll find that as soon as she starts figuring out and demanding what she wants, she'll have none of those problems, none of the gender issues, age issues, or stature issues. Sandy, so a big thank you for your wise words this morning. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or stream via www.vafm.co.za.